How are we doing? Nope. Yeah, can, can someone, how'd we do this last time, Josh? <laughs> we just need a username and password, and I'm going to go talk to him. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Does that make a difference or not? I guess. Hello? Ah! Yeah, there you go. There we go. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> okay, guys, we got to get this technology straight now. I'm going to have to figure out what's going on. <sighs> Welcome to Hebrew Club. Glad to see everybody here on a beautiful day. Uh, we have a beautiful passage. Uh, we are in the middle of chapter 3 of Zephaniah. We're at verse 13, actually. All right? Um, and remember, right at the end of verse 12, we were starting to have a switch from judgment to this great oracle of salvation that we're going to get at the end of this prophecy. Um, so that verse 12, remember, I will leave in your midst a people, Ani, Vidal, humble and poor, and they will seek refuge in the name of Yahweh. That's where we ended up. All right? Notice the theme of a remnant comes in pretty strong in this part of the book, and we'll see that right in verse 13 here. So we'll pick it up at verse 13. She'erit Yisrael lo ya'aseh avla velo yedabru kazav velo yematzeh bepihem lashon tarmit ki hema yiru veraptsu ve'en macharid. A remnant of Israel, okay, she'erit, a remnant of Israel will not do avla, will not do perversion, or will not act, maybe if you want to translate this, will not act perversely, all right? Will not do wrong. And they will not speak kazav, they will not speak deceit. And not will be found, it's a nifal from matzah, and not will be found in their mouth a tongue of tarmit, a tongue of reproaching, or again, another word, the verb rama, one of the meanings is to deceive, again, to, and so notice that this is a noun formed from that, a tongue of deceitfulness or a tongue of deceit, all right? Um, 
And uh, then the last line, for they will yiru, they will, they will shepherd or feed from, this is a call imperfect from ra'ah, and they will lie down, ve'raftu, <coughs> and no one, macharid, no one will be making them afraid or tremble. This macharid is a uh, hifil parsiple, masculine singular from charad, and charad means to tremble. And so to make tremble, see? And no one will make them tremble is how you would translate that. All right? <clears throat> Good. Any questions on verse 13? All right. Uh, so again, notice we're talking remnant language here, uh, which implies a judgment, but beyond the judgment hope. All right, verse 14. Rani batzion. Hariu Yisrael, simchu ve'ozli, bekolev bat Yerushalayim. Okay, Rani. Notice where the accent is. This is from the root Ranan to shout out loud, and it is uh, an imperative, call imperative. All right, for you uh, um, accent buffs, there's a comma under the race which you wouldn't expect. You would expect a, a holam roni. All right, uh, but when the accent on certain words, certain imperatives, the accent is thrown forward for whatever reason, and you get this ah sound. So Rani, so you get the comets. And that, in fact, you actually find the form Roni two times, and this form three times. There's certain, so there are certain uh, imperatives that have their vowel like this, and it looks odd. Uh, maybe it doesn't look odd to you, but to me it did. And uh, so that's what's happening here. But notice where the accent is. Rani. Okay. Um, notice daughter of Zion, you know, woodenly there's the construct with bot, but it's kind of in apposition, daughter Zion. And again, I would suggest that bot here is a term of endearment. Shout out, O little Zion or dear Zion or uh, something like that. Okay. Hariu. Again, a synonym with Ranan from Ruah, a Hifil imperative, all right? And again, shout out or cry out, uh, O Israel. And this is, cry, this is with joy, okay, as you will see. Um, simchi, here's the next. Notice the series of imperatives that we're getting. Um, rejoice, another call imperative. Rejoice, notice it's a feminine, all right? These are, this is a feminine. And Osli, uh, exult. Okay. Again, there's another form you would expect, ilzi, with a hiric, but you get this, you get this a sound, and actually, um, the hiric does occur in another place with the same form. So it's just a different pronunciation. So again, it's again it's alzi, bekolev with all your heart, <coughs> O um, daughter Jerusalem or dear Jerusalem. Okay. So notice how he's piling imperatives. And it's interesting how he switches from the feminine singular to the masculine plural in hariu. All right? Don't let that bother you. But then he switches right back to the singular feminine imperatives. So notice you get one, two, three, four imperatives here. So notice the urgency. Cry out, O dear, dear Zion. Shout out, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, dear Jerusalem. All right? Um, Questions on 14. <clears throat> okay. Verse 15. 
Hesir Yahweh Mishpataik, Pina Oivek, Melech Yisrael Yahweh Bekirbek, Lo Tir E, Ra Od. Hesirud, what's the root? Sur, conjugation. Hifil, Hifil perfect from Sur. Sur means to turn. Remember uh, Matt in Isaiah 6 today? Vesar, Yahweh has turned, or your sin has turned away. Here's the transitive. Right, the hifil makes the intransitive, which just means to turn, like turn around or something. Hifil makes it transitive. So you translate something like, Yahweh has removed your mishpatim. Yahweh has removed your judgments. And notice what we would mean by that is judgments against you. So Yahweh has removed uh, the judgments against you. Pina, he has turned away. Okay, what's the root? Pana, conjugation is pl. The call form means to turn intransitive. The pl uh, makes it, notice transitive. He has turned your enemy. Okay, so Yahweh, and, and so notice Hesir and Pina are synonyms. Yahweh has removed your judgments, he has turned your enemy. All right? <clears throat> The king of Israel, Yahweh, is in your midst. This is from Kerev, is in your midst. Not will you fear. Again, notice the root of tier E is Yahweh, a simple call, imperfect, feminine, singular. You will not fear Ra, evil, owed, again. So Yahweh has removed your judgments. He has turned your enemy. The king of Israel, Yahweh, is in your midst. You will not fear Evil again. So notice the promise that you have here, and you will not fear. All right. Well, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, actually, it's just the plural form. All right. Um, and it could be, yeah. And so I think it's maybe the concrete. You can translate it in a concrete form. The acts of judgment against you. You know, the verdicts of judgment against you versus judgment as kind of an abstract idea. Very often, when you have an abstract idea, like zedekah, righteousness, okay, zedekot, righteous acts or righteous deeds. See, so sometimes the the concrete actions are in the uh, plural. Now, the plural can have other forces in Hebrew as well. For example, in the Song of Songs, I get to bring that in. It seems to me that the plural has this um, emphatic thing. So, you know, when you want to say something about the quality of the object depicted by the noun, you kind of use the plural. So the plural of extension, you know, the plural of majesty, stuff like that. But here it just maybe just concretizes judgment. Okay? Yeah, and it's in, yeah, it's in, it's in pause. Okay. And so I don't know that yet. Why it exactly is a patak under there? I couldn't tell you beyond that. All right, good. Verse 16 now. Bayom hahu yeamer li rushalaim al tirah itzion al yirpu yadaik. Nanos, we're back to that day. See, it's been a theme throughout the book. In that day, it will be said, okay, nifon perfect, it will be said to Jerusalem, al tirahu, um, do not fear. See, notice we're getting a theme here of don't be afraid anymore, this great reversal. 
Don't be afraid, Otsion. May let not your hands droop. What's the root of your poo? Anyone see it? Rafa. Very good. Rafa. It's a call imperfect third hay. Um, and it means to droop or drop. Don't let your hands drop, and it's used as an image of defeat, of despair. You know, when you let your hands drop. If you're a boxer, you know, when you give up, boom, your hands go down. Same kind of thing. So, so may, let not your hands droop. Okay, verse 17. Yahweh Elohaik bekir beik, gibor yoshia, yasisalaik besimcha, yacharish be'ahavato, yagil alaik berena. All right, again, notice this other theme. The Lord your God is in your midst. See, we've seen that already here just in this little section. So Yahweh seems to have forsaken you, but in that day, Yahweh will be in your midst. Gibor is a mighty man or a hero, see? Um, so again, I would say, the Lord your God is in your midst. Uh, he is a hero who Yoshia, who saves. This is from what root, Yoshia? Yasha. And notice it's a hifil imperfect. He is a hero who saves. Yasis, um, he will rejoice over you with simcha, with joy. Yacharish ba'ahavato. This is an interesting phrase. Charash can mean like to dig or to plow, but here, but it can also mean to be silent. All right. So it's something like, notice here the hifil form, all right? So it's not to cause silence, but notice it's something like um, he will soothe you with his love. See, he will quiet you with his love, but in a, in a nice way. It's a beautiful image when you uh, combine Yacharash with Ahava, love. So again, Yahweh your God is in your midst. He is a mighty one who saves. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will soothe you with his love. See, he will rejoice over you with a rina, with a ringing cry. Notice the contrast, the yacharish, the ahavatov, uh, versus the boisterous yagila like berina. So he will you know, quiet you. He will rejoice over you. It's kind of an interesting reversal. All right. Any questions on verse 17? <clears throat> now we get to the one really difficult, ridiculous verse. Um, we'll try to make our way through it. Nugay, and this is the last one actually in the book. That the rest of it shouldn't be uh, any big problem. Nugay mimoed asafti mimek hayu maset aleha cherpa. Okay, first of all, this nugay. All right, this is one for your vocab cards. <laughs> It's from the word, the root yaga, yaga, and it, yaga means to grieve, okay, to be in pain or agony. This is usually parsed as a nifal participle, plural, in construct. So nifal participle from yaga. Although the Septuagint has something different, if you look down. At your apparatus, rather than nugay, it has apparently keyom, <coughs> which is a nice, much easier reading. And some translations actually go with that. But if you translate it as the Masoretic text has it, 
Um, you have a construct form followed by min, followed by the noun moed. Okay. So, though, so it would be translated, those who are grieved by an appointed feast. All right. Now I'm going to translate the whole verse and go back. Those who are grieved by an appointed feast or at an appointed feast, asafti, I will gather. Okay, I will gather. Now the next two words go together. Mimek hayu. They will be away from you. All right. Um, Mas eight, <coughs> something like a burden. Okay, and so now whether it's referring to the people, all right, uh, you know the the um, new game made these people are a burden, or uh, if it's referring to the word reproach that comes third, a burden on her. And by her, I'm suggesting her first to Zion. So they are a burden on her. This is how I would understand it. A burden to her, uh, a reproach, namely referring to these people. And so what the verse seems to say is that those people who um, resisted the true Yahweh and worship of him are going to be gone. Right? There's a lot of suggestions for emendation for this verse, a lot of different translations. If you look, the translations vary widely. So we're trying to make at least some sense out of those words. But notice the Hebrew is very, very terse. And it doesn't give us a lot of evidence for how it should be understood. All right. Uh, any questions on verse 18? I probably won't be able to answer them, but that's the gist of it. It gets easier after this. All right. <clears throat> verse 18. See, and again, this uh, verse 19, this follows up uh, how I interpreted 18. Okay. Behold, I am Ose, I am acting, or behold, I am performing or doing with everyone, all, everyone who met Anaik, who afflicted you. This is a PL parsable from Ana. Ana means to answer, but it can also mean to um, humiliate or afflict, especially in the PL. So, look, so behold, I am doing, I guess, kind of this with any everyone who afflicted you, ba'et hahi at that time, behoshati, and I will save. Okay, notice that this is from Yasha, another hifil, and I will save the tzolea, the one who limps. This is a feminine parsable, feminine singular from Zalah. Right. And the nidacha, the one who is uh, nadach, this is a nifal parsable from nadach, feminine singular. Nadach means to be put, to thrust or push away. So the one who is pushed away or thrust away, akabates, I will gather. So notice, um, I will save the one who is limping and the one who is pushed away, no, uh, usually referred to those who are scattered or those in exile, I will gather. All right? And I will make them, this is from seem, 
a call perfect first common singular, the psalm team, and I will make them into tehillah, praise, um, or make them as praise and name. And for a name. So I will, let, let's translate very woodenly first. And I will set them as praise and as a name in all the earth. Okay? Um, now, boshet means shame and it's their shame. In all the earth, um, something like in exchange for their shame. All right? So where all their shame was... I will I will set there set them as praise and as a name. Okay. Okay. Any questions on nineteen? That's a rugged section. <clears throat> We're at the last verse, though. Hey. All right, verse twenty. <clears throat> and we're done. Way to go, you guys. Ba'et hahi avi et kem, uva'et kabti et kem ki atain et kem l'shem. Velit hila, the call on meha arts, beshumi et shevutekem, la enekem amar Yahweh. All right, here again, one last reference. On that day, I will bring you in. Okay, this is from Bo Hifil. I will bring you in, and at the time and at the time of my gathering you. Okay, so notice kabtsi is a pl infinitive. All right. So at that time I will bring you in. Uh, also, in the time, in the time of my gathering you. Okay. So also in the time of my gathering you. Key certainly I will make you into a name and into praise. Okay. Bekol among all the people of the land. Now, Beshuvi et Shevutekem. Notice that phrase. That's a very interesting idiom. Um, shuv means to return, and here you have an infinitive with the first common singular in my returning. This is the, I think it's the only construction that the, that the uh, <coughs> call form of shuv takes a direct object. So it's in my, and it's, it's translated in a couple of different ways. In my restoring shavutekem, um, shavut in my restoring their prosperity. All right. Now, but if you take shavut from the root shava, which means to capture, sometimes it's translated, when I return your captivity in your sight, let in kem, says Yahweh. So once again, at that time, I will bring you in. And in the time of my gathering you, certainly I will make you into a name and praise amongst all the peoples of the land. When I restore, in my restoring your prosperity in your sight, says Yahweh. Okay, so notice how the prophecy ends with this great oracle of hope for God's people. That Especially verses 14 and following. Um, we can see the eschatological, Christological implications of what the prophet is saying very clearly from our perspective. All right? Any questions on anything in there? All right? All right, very good. We are going to um, change keys, and I think we're going to do...
Second uh, Samuel. Starting next week, we'll start into Second Samuel, and and we'll go into the summer. So uh, we finished First Samuel a while ago, and so it'll be fun to get back to <coughs> see how Second Samuel compares with it, and get back to narrative a little bit. So tell your friends if they haven't been here, because Zephaniah is too hard to get back to uh, some great narrative text in Second Samuel the adventures of uh, David and so on and so forth. All right? Let's invite that thing. All right, you guys take care. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have a break, I know. Interesting.